I know what you're thinking. Did he fire five shots or six? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I lost count of myself. See, this is the Oxcast, the most powerful handgun in the world. I think you just gotta ask yourself one question. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? I'm Crispy Kraut. And I'm cringing. <laughs> I'm Mr. Jaywit. And I'm Hellion. I fucking hurt my chest laughing. <laughs> oh no. I thought about that for a week and I was like, this is going to be so stupid, but here we go. It was. Yeah, but you pulled it off. <laughs> the important thing is we had fun. This episode is going to be about sci-fi weapons. Specifically, hand, like, hand weapons. Yes, we're not talking planet killer stuff. We're not, we're not talking about the Sun Crusher. God help us, we're yeah, not talking that, about That was sun an entirely crusher. different episode. No, yes. I hate... Oh, God. No, we're, we're bringing up smaller handheld. Um, uh, I'm going to give it over to you guys, because I do not know weapons nearly as well as anyone else I, here. I can talk a bit about sci-fi weapons. I know a thing or two about guns. I've kind of grown up with them, but obviously sci-fi weapons are something else different entirely. Yeah, there's so many different examples of sci-fi weapons. From, I mean, the go-to for most people tends to be lasers because, you know, it's lasers. Lasers are cool. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess most people think of Star Wars, but that's blasters, which is like, oh, that's plasma gas. It's like, whatever. It's... Laser beams. Don't you know? In the most re- the the most recent trilogy, the we're not going to talk about that. He, he stopped the blaster. We're not. Fire. No, we're not, no, not going to talk no, about that. No, we don't talk <laughs> about that. That scene was cool. I, was I have cool. to admit that scene was cool. But then they never used it again. Right. I'm. I'm with you, Straw. I will admit it was cool. It was wrong, but it was cool. How? All I have to say on not not about that. Let's just let's set that aside. That's let's not. We, yes, we're going to we be here t- for hours. Yes, we will tangent. There will be anger. <laughs> Let me say this: hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. And then and then it was proven wrong because what? How many other times did it just not work? See, I'm just waiting for the Star Wars movie where there's like some kind of like. Jedi or Sith Lord or who the fuck ever with force powers that does like elaborate lightsaber moves and everything and then you just have a bunch of soldiers there to just mag dump into him with blasters just like Indiana Jones did with the guy with the scimitar he's like you know he's whipping his gun his swords around he's being all badass and shit and Indy just whips out his gun and it's just bam dead well like like that beats RoboCop I mean I oh yeah RoboCop okay you mentioned there, there's Robo- a good starting part Cop. That is my favorite one of, well, I'll say my favorite. I, I can't rank them off. That's one of my favorite fictional like sci-fi guns. Robocop's handgun, that badass, which looked like an M16 made into a handgun. It was called the Auto 9. What in reality, it was simply a Beretta M93R, which was heavily modified to add an extremely extended barrel with an enormous compensator at the end with plastic grips, and they added a much larger rear sight to match the the enlarged barrel. That's it. But it was so badass, and it became so sought after that actually they began, uh, aftermarket companies began modifying Beretta M93s to sell as the Auto 9s, even though they were shit to use as, as actual firearms because of the modifications. See, you like the the Beretta. I bore like the Cobra Assault Cannon in that movie, which is basically just a 50 cal, like a Barrett M82. But mm. it explodes cards. I'm so, so much lost. Fun. Okay. okay. Uh-huh. Chris, <laughs> you brought you brought up the, the Beretta M82A1. I'm so grateful that you did. In the 90s classic movie, Navy Steels, starring one Charlie Sheen winning, and Bill Paxton, and amongst others, there is a member of their their team whose call sign is God. And when they call God, God is using a Barrett M82A1 sniper rifle in 50 cal, which he can use to pretty much kill anyone through buildings. 
not through windows, not through open air, through the walls, through Im- through thermal imaging. And it is awesome. I, I'd raise you one more than that. Wouldn't it technically just break the sound barrier, the light barrier, and just wherever it travels, things just collapse? Um, there's it something worse kills. than that. There is the I, rifle that the Halo Snipe rifle is based off of, which is the MTW-20, which is a 20-millimeter anti-material rifle that South Africa makes, and it is terrifying. If you want to explode somebody with just a 20-millimeter shell, I mean, that's way bigger than a 50 cal. We're getting into the weeds. I Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have anything to... I've used guns. I'm around right. guns occasionally, but I, it, it's not my thing. That's fair. So, I'm just yeah. like, ah, I don't know. I got nothing. So, I can talk to you about how, like, Gauss rifles and rail guns work and lasers, okay, but ahead. that's... Yeah, let's okay. start with that. Okay, can... Is it feasible with either technology that we currently have or technology within reach to make a portable man-sized handheld Gauss rifle? That's my question. When you say handheld, do you mean one hand or two hands? Well, I'm I'm thinking rifle, so two-handed carry. Yeah, we do have... I'm assuming like one. a backpack powder, uh, power source. You don't need a backpack. You can buy one right now. They're not good. That's the difference. For the oh, for the record, anyone who's listening, um, a Gauss rifle has a series of coils leading down the barrel, so that way, uh, when you activate one coil, it pulls the bullet forward. Then, once the bullet is passed, you reverse the coil so it pushes. So each coil along the barrel um, needs to be activated and reactivated in sequence and properly. And it is very difficult to get the timing down correctly, but it's the same sort of idea. A series of electromagnetic coils, yeah, pushing pushing a solid. Um, in magnet. in most cases, it has to uh, be a magnet. Yeah, nickel is what I've always understood it to be: nickel warhead with no propellant whatsoever. It's simply the momentum created by these this pulse of these electromagnetic coils. Meanwhile, the railgun is more of uh, two rails with opposite charges in them, and the projectile in the middle basically completes the circuit. If you want to be badass, uh, what you do is you make the bullets out of tungsten carbide, which is a mixture of tungsten steel, <laughs> tungsten and carbon. So you get the incredibly dense effect of uh, tungsten with the um, the magnetic properties of carbon, I believe, and that gives you this incredibly heavy magnetic bullet. So you just have the raw mass associated with a, a bullet that you would want. Gotta love railguns. They just love magnetic weapons. They're so much fun. Uh, railguns are a different thing. and they... I know they're different from Gauss. I know. Yes. Um, Which, you know, most people, when they think Gauss rifles, at least where I first became familiar with them, was in Battletech. But we're talking not like giant sized we're talking you know smaller scale that to be used by a human mm-hmm. to and uh, i would assume against other humans or you know ground-based targets or you could just have them in ships i mean honestly it's just a, it's just the method of working you could scale it up to any size i mean if you could figure out the timing like jay yeah. was talking about yeah um in theory you could have some delay some um lasers attached to in, uh, along the barrel and that can be the activating and the deact and the reactivating of the circuit you just want a minor timing delay but as long as you have the sequencing correctly it'll work it would be subject to intense magnetic field you couldn't use a relay uh, a solid state relay would work though but also i just like solid state relays so there's one thing that i've seen when most of the times they try to depict a railgun that once you understand it, it really bothers you, or it bothers me at least. And that's they show the rails as separate pieces whenever they try to because they are. But the problem with that is though that if you had a configuration of a railgun like that, the force of the projectile leaving the barrel is pushing the barrel apart. So if it's yeah. just two separate rails, it's just going to split it like you're bending it would push a it apart. Oh, yeah. For uh, sorry, for the for anyone. 
who is listening about a rail gun. Rail guns are different than Gauss Gauss rifles or coil guns. Rail guns is when you have two pulls and then you're putting some sort of like carrier or a bullet between the two pulls and then you're jamming just a whole bunch of current through it. And because of the some physics in the right hand rule, it pushes the object forward. So it jams it forward. But because of the large amount of currents going through the the rails, you have magnetic forces that are pu- pushing the rails backwards, like a, away from each other. So you've got to you've got to work with that on the the mechanical side. Or for us retards such as myself, imagine a train going very fast. That's that's it, really. But it's a projectile. Yes. yes. But it's like Mass Effect says, Sir Isaac Newton is the deadliest son of a bitch in space. But most of those, I still think, with railguns, Gauss rifles, to me, those usually indicate, for lack of a better word, naval-sized weapons. When no, we're, you can do it hand-sized. That's fine. Yeah, but but that's not where we see it. Primarily. No, in media, we don't see it that way. Yeah, because that to me, that would be difficult. Because you're talking about taking something smaller, a smaller barrel. You've got few, small, uh, uh, a much sm- smaller area to uh, to achieve that same amount of of speed. Whereas you can take a twenty foot barrel, you can put a lot of coils in there to accelerate your just keeps going warhead. Whereas if you've got something that's more like six to you know four to six inches. That's going to be a little bit harder to do on a smaller scale, even though your warhead is smaller. Not to mention the massive amount of power that you're going to need. So, and that's why I was thinking backpack, because if you're going to need that much power in something handheld, that's going to require an incredibly powerful battery or power source. And that's going to take technology we don't have exist to make it small enough to be handheld unless you are attaching it to an external power source. So, okay. When, When you were talking about power, that is a specific metric in terms of electronics versus physics. Yeah, volts, watts, joules. Watts is power in electronics. So watts is a function of voltage and current, which is entirely dependent on time. You can have a high power system extremely shortly, which is why a railgun does need a high-powered system that uh, will last a long time. But a high-powered short system, yeah, you can just start. Um, you don't need a whole backpack system behind it because it, every sequence is shorter than the last one. True, but the idea of, hey, Johnny Mc, McFuckface, hey, Johnny McMarine, here's this Goss rifle, oh, God, and this heavy-ass backpack, oh, no, and all the standard military gear, oh, God. Actually, that that brings up a question that I have, and that's um, in terms of a laser weapon versus a Gauss weapon, which would require more power? I don't know off the top of my head. I would have to do math. Hmm. That is not an easy question. I can say that much. Uh, I see. Lasers are more... Actually, they're both pretty easily scalable. So Hmm. it it really depends. Um, It also depends on the type of laser and what you're firing at. It also depends on the focal point of the laser and the distances associated with that and just the air. Because if you're looking at a system with a really dusty area, a laser is not going to be effective. Lasers are effective in space because nothing catches it. So it sounds like a projectile weapon is more often than not preferable versus a laser weapon. In atmosphere. In an atmosphere, yeah, because that yeah. makes sense. Because you're yeah. right. Because with the scatter effect in the atmosphere, a laser is not unless unless it is incredibly powerful. Yeah, you're, it's you're the right. same. It's like your headlights. Where if you see your headlights, like the beam of your headlights, they're not touching the ground. So you want to have an area where there is not a lot of material in the air or interference. I guess the is another way. Yeah. Oh. Can you imagine having like a giant magnetic, like your defense shield is just a giant magnet that you turn on and just boink, or like deflects a whole bunch of the Gauss rifle bullets? I mean, 
that raises a whole other question of if you turn that on, will that cause you to start <laughs> getting gravity or the earth or what have you? Or would it do the opposite of make everything just come your way? That's what I'm thinking. So, see, the way I'm imagining it is you turn on, like, let's say you have an electromagnetic shield strong enough to deflect a bullet coming at you. But in that case, it's going to be so strong, it's not going to react just to bullets. It's going to react to anything else with a magnetic field that's around it. So you turn it on, and it's like suddenly starts flinging you backwards with massive force. Oh, man, is this where we start getting into Dune? Yes, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify as well, in Dune, they have shields that stop anything moving too fast when they're stabbing people. So that way they have to stab people, so that way they can actually get to people. The other thing is lasers are incredibly dangerous, and if they, if a laser hits a shield because of magic, um, both sides explode. Yeah. Slow bait penetrates the shield. Yeah, the Fremen just laugh at the shield and just cut your head off fast as they can. Uh, the Fremen are different because they cannot use shields. It angers the worms. Yes, it, it'll call a, a worm. I allude. I truly, I have a question for you all. What is your favorite sci-fi weapon? Gunpowder. Oh, okay. There was gunpowder. Yep. I do actually have a thing about that. I was listening. I don't know the actual short story story, but I heard a someone talking about a uh, short story or a book or something where the superpower to actually do FTL, we somehow skipped on the tech tree. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> so the idea is like. If you like make this like hunk of iron and you like spin it in this direction, you can do FTL. Huh. Yeah. So that's where everyone, all of the aliens' technology stopped, is because as soon as they got FTL, it's like, well, I don't need anything else. I'm just going to go go to another planet. So what happens is someone, some aliens roll up to Earth and they're like, "Hey, what's going on? We have these things called blunderbusses." <laughs> And then we go, we have M1 Abram tanks. Bam! No. We're not dealing with your shit. That would be a very interesting movie. <laughs> yeah, and then humans are like, hang on. This is how FTL works. Well, shit, we're just better than everyone else. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Humanity, fuck yeah. Yeah, that's You know big. what that sounds like? That sounds like the sci-fi version of America, the movie. Basically. Oh, I'd watch it. The I do like the, um, the ray guns from Mars Attacks that just... Basically, melt. Disintegrate. Yeah, just. We need to watch that. We do. (laughs) Like we did Moon, we should all watch Mars Attacks. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I I thought of that too when I was kind of coming up with my list of, of, you know, sci fi weapons I like. But ever since I was a kid, there is a particular sci fi handgun that just stuck in my head. It was, I don't know why. But I always thought it was kind of cool and weird. But uh, back in the uh, back in the in the ye good old days of the eighties, I think I know where you're going with this. There was this cartoon series called Robotech that had three different generations or series, you could say. Well, in the third series, they were using this weird type of firearm called. And I'm going to read it because I had no idea that's what it was called. Mospeda Galant H90 laser gun. Huh. And it looks like that this. That is not where I thought you were going with it. I thought you were going to say something it, else entirely. It looks like a halo needler without the needles. That's kind of what it is. It looks like a halo plasma pistol, but connect. But the uh, this huh. thing was kind of cool. Uh, I don't know why, but it just captured my image. Captured my emanation as a kid, for whatever reason, and I just thought, oh, man, that looks kind of cool. If there was a science fiction laser gun, that's what it would look like. Let's see. Uh, now, the other one that I'm going to go, th- that I would uh, always aspire to, and this might be uh, possibly what you're thinking of, Crispy. Again, from the good old ladies, was Optimus Prime's ion cannon from Transformers. I mean... 
See, I I thought you were talking about the pistol from Blade Runner, but that also works too. Oh, that that works. But I mean, come on, that's a sexy bitch, is it not? I there's a reason it's in Fallout New Vegas. Is it? Yeah, it's that gun. Ah, I mean, just Optimus with his giant fucking cannon, just you know but coming no, out, that, the ion cannon, kicking yeah. ass, and and you know blazing around. Like, yeah, Megatron had his giant like scope arm cannon thing that was like supposed to be more powerful. But man, there was just something about Optimus just kicking oh, ass yeah. with that with that gun. I fucking love that thing. Oh yeah, I guess if I depict my favorite sci-fi weapons i've got two on mind um the first is a pretty iconic one and chances are if you're listening to this podcast you know what i'm talking about and that's the m41 pulse rifle from aliens the yes uh, thompson but in space basically nice it, it we tried to make it with the xm29 but we weren't able to do it because we weren't as cool as cassette futurism the second one, which is I kind of prefer a bit more, is if you've ever seen the movie Elysium, there is yes. a weapon. There is a weapon in that movie that I really like, and it is the railgun, the automatic railgun that he gets at the one point, the chemrail mm-hmm. that he just turns a guy into Swiss cheese with. Yes, I, I only saw that once, but I remember that thinking. God damn, that was cool. I love railguns, and that whole scene was just great for me. Okay, so mine is from a manga called Blame, and it is the gravitational beam emitter. It's a very anime sort of gun, but basically it just... It's a super overpowered thing, because it's Blame, it's full of wild shit, but it just makes a little tiny beam! And then it explodes everything around it. Metal. Nice. Blame is, Blame is a very good manga, but like, holy shit, it's weird. Yeah, it can drill a hole through like several... Basically, it can drill a hole through the planet, and he has this as a side. Yeah, that's just his weapon. That's just ridiculous. You pull it out, you point it at your adversary, you pull the trigger, not only does it evaporate him but anything within an infinite distance behind him also dies effectively yeah that sounds like a lot of collateral damage sounds like the bfg from dune it's a very interesting manga i i think i've recommended crispy to read it because i love the art oh is that the one yes yeah yeah i think i think it's part of like a shared universe there is a whole really complicated thing that I do not follow. I don't doubt that. Um, I believe this is a, a gray matter universe ending sort of thing, because in the manga, the idea is these robots are continually building and generating more matter, and they're just expanding out infinitely. And it's been happening for hundreds of millions of years. And the AI listened to humans but humans have evolved in such a way that they no longer recognize the human DNA. So the AI are just going, no, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing until we get a human, until a human says to stop. And that's the point of the manga, of like trying to stop the AI from just keeping on going on doing their thing. Interesting. Kind of like... Uh... The probe from uh, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, that just wanted to talk to whales and was going to fuck shit up until it talked to the whales. The whales! That fucking movie. Um, trying to think of some other fun sci-fi weapons. There's so many, it's hard to pick. I mean, I, I want to pick a Star Wars gun, but it's like most of the Star Wars... No, not even most of all of the Star Wars guns are based basically like kit-bashed World War II weapons. I mean, the... The Stormtrooper Blaster, the E-11, is basically just a pimped-up Sten gun. If I had to pick a favor to be the, the Clone Blaster, that really long one, the DC-15, but that's basically just a MG-42 that's just got, like, oh. mutilated, which I would rather just have an MG-42 because, you know, machine MG-42. Yes. Who says it has to be a gun? I present to you 
Voltron's shining sword. Or is it no, the See, I'm more a gun guy, but blazing sword. That that tip of his sword is just like man, that would be a bitch to clean. You don't need to clean <laughs> it. It slices clean through. It just you just cut the Cut right through whatever you do, and then and then when you're done, you just bring your hands together and sword disappears. It and it cleans. still has enough force to cut through this steel can. <laughs> it's the Ginsu of swords. Oh my god, just the dumbest shit. What what's a dumb sci-fi weapon? That's a good question. Um, the lightsaber. Hey, are you allowed to say that? Are That's you allowed to? No, no, I agree with this. I the lightsaber in the it the hands of anyone that is not a Jedi is a dumb weapon because it to be honest, the way it should be, which they don't really show in canon, but if you are a normal person using a lightsaber, you would be fucking dead because you would chances are cut off one or more of your limbs. I've never bought that. I I have heard a thousand people say it and I've never understood why. My impression is because we we understand a sword to have a certain weight, a certain heft. A uh-huh. lightsaber has nothing. It is just the hilt. That is all the weight to it. And if you're spinning and moving it around... Have you ever pointed a laser pointer? Yeah. Did it have weight on the laser end? Nope. Could you wave it around like a lightsaber? Yeah. Did I not, okay. at, some po- did I not at some point also point it at my hand? Yeah. I, I haven't done that on mine. But, like, if you know, hey, if I do this, I'm going to lose an eyeball. Like, you don't do it. I think it's fair to assume that, like, anyone who has a lightsaber goes, well, this is terrifying. I never bought the, like, like you would immediately become an idiot and, like, fling the, at the nearest everything. It's not a matter of idiocy. Yeah, I don't think it's as much that. I think it's just as a matter of if you don't have super extra perceptional abilities where you can, you know, AKA the force where you have the ability to subtly feel and, and experience the world around you. Inevitably you're going to, if you had a regular lightsaber, inevitably you're going to end up like setting some stuff on fire, accidentally cutting through some furniture. You're going to nick something here, nick something there. I mean, Guns are far less complicated than lightsabers, and people shoot themselves all the time. Not even just that. It's just like, think about how many times you've, like, bumped into something that you're using to, like, like a broom or something, you know? How many times you've just nonchalantly brushed into it with your foot or something? Now, imagine that with a lightsaber. I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, it would be, it's so weird. Everyone's like, well, of course you can't. A normal person can't use it. It's a lightsaber. And I'm like, it's just a tool. That doesn't stop people from being stupid with it. Use it, yes. Use it the way a Jedi can use it? Fuck no. No, no, no. No, no, it's... I mean, it's like saying, hey, this weapon needs an extra set of arms. You can use it, just not as efficient. Not as effectively? That I understand. The idea that like yeah. you're gonna that like a regular person is gonna pick up a lightsaber and like wave it around a little bit and immediately cut off everyone's arms everywhere around them. Like I, I don't buy that. But okay. like if you're just like, hey, guess what? I got drunk and found a lightsaber. I, I understand that then. Like people are gonna lose things. Here's how I look at a lightsaber. The lightsaber is like the Star Wars version of our nunchucks. Or butterfly knife. The average person who picks one up, if they fuck around with it, is going to end up hurting themselves with it. Okay. I mean, think about it. It's kind of the same thing. Like, you you give the average person a set of nunchucks and let them play around, inevitably they're going to hit themselves in the head. Same thing with a butterfly knife. You get the average person who doesn't, who has an experience with one, who starts flicking it around with one, they're going to cut themselves. Okay. But... You don't need super sci-fi training to do to like have a a butterfly knife. No, doesn't. That the point is that you're talking about someone just picking up a lightsaber, and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna play with this." Uh, there's people that just do the same thing with like shit, like butterfly knives or guns or whatever, and they end up killing or maiming themselves with it. So, yeah. 
it's we're talking about a lightsaber. There's people that would have that and just be stupid and just be like, oh, I'm gonna like just fuck around with this and like chop watermelons with it, and then they set their house on fire. Yeah, and most of them would be in Florida. No comment. <laughs> Apologies to any Floridians who happen to listen to the Oxcast. I I, I, feel- I have a friend that lives in Florida. I'm, I'm gonna tell him this. I hate. <laughs> Actually, I don't hate much. I feel actually kind of chill. That's good. You're not Floridian, then. <laughs> yeah. Weak Florida energy. Welcome here. to the Anti Florida podcast. <laughs> to be fair, with Florida, they're living right next next to nature. They're living with nature, and they just what really- do you mean? As opposed to everyone else who just hates doesn't exist near any nature. I've never seen oh, a yeah. tree in my life. I've certainly <laughs> never hit a deer with my car. Oh wait. <laughs> No, I mean, they're living right next to alligators. Alligators can just come up to them and look up, and some guy can just kick it back into the water. All right. Okay, to be fair, that's their choice. Also, to be fair, 9mm solves the problem very quickly when it comes to alligators. I'm not saying I know firsthand. I'm just saying I've heard. To be fair. ACP also works well. From my hearing, it's been getting harder to leave Florida. You can go to Florida, you just can't leave. And I like Florida's kind of like the mob, is that what you're saying? You can never leave. Yes, no, just it's... when they just when they think I'm out, they pull me back in. That sounds like Florida. The alligators come grab me in the grab me by the ankles and pull me back into the swamp. Everyone's gonna turn to swamp people. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, back to lightsabers. <laughs> you know, tangent yeah. aside. Tangent aside, goes back to tangent. <laughs> the reason they're stupid, in my opinion, is because they don't weigh anything. If you have a lightsaber, you should be able to extend that blade. It shouldn't be three feet, four feet. You should be able to make that goddamn thing 100 feet long. And if there's a bunch of stormtroopers or whatever the fuck running at you, you make that blade 100 feet long, whip it side to side, all your problems have suddenly been solved. Click. Turn it off, put it back on your belt, call it a day, go get a beer. That's the way they should work. And there's no reason why they sh- can't. Well, besides power... Um, it's not ma- power. It's light. It's made out of crystals. Yes, it's light. You, you, well, there's, it, no, well, there's no limit on how far I can go. It's in the name. Light Saber. Yeah, but it's also dumb and full of bullshit. Like, uh... Like, I'm just okay, say, I, I get you. It's Star Wars. It doesn't have to make sense. But still, I'm saying that you should be able to like just make it infinitely longer. I'm just saying lightsabers fucking hurt to get hit with. Those plastic sons of bitches. We used to club each other with them in the backyard. I do think that, that lightsabers should be thrown around more. Those things start spinning. Just ruin everyone. That should be like the default attack method. I dab with the lightsaber. <laughs> So like, so like the Inquisitors do, where they just like spin that son of a bitch and like throw it around yeah. like it's a, like it's a uh, one of like those. Like a lawnmower. Uh, oh just, God. just start chopping people. Oh, like, what's the like? What's the little firework you, that you can light off that spins? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Freaking flyers. Yeah, the um one that makes no damn sense. You just become a big. We used to throw those like grenades. They would go all different directions. Oof! Oh God! Lightsaber grenade. I almost set a tent on fire with one. Oh, fuck. You know what we need? We need someone to come up with the lightsaber drone, which is just a little bitty drone oh that God. shoots out a couple of, like, four lightsabers <laughs> out of the side and then just spins like a little son of a bitch and <laughs> moves around the room and just cuts everything in it to ribbons. You basically just described the man hacks from half No, No, it's General Grievous. Oh, my God. <laughs> what now? General, General Kenobi. <laughs> Oh, it's Grievous, but he's a drone. He's a little floating yeah. drone. He's an Amazon drone. That sounds like the knife Roomba. <laughs> I get you. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a hovering Roomba, but yeah. it has a lightsaber. Yeah, with knives. A knife Roomba, but lightsabers. Or the Claymore Roomba. The Claymore. The Doomba. <laughs> the Sith Roomba. Uh, what was the? Isn't like- that basically what the lightsabers were? There's like the detonator thing in Star Wars that like just murders. Thermal everybody. detonator, yes. Thermal detonators. Yeah. I, that's that's actually, what Leia uses in her disguise to threaten Jabba in uh, Empire uh, 
Return of the Jedi. Okay. I need money or I kill myself. Not to break the mold like only shooting stars, but um, I have another sci-fi weapon in mind that I think is way more fun than the lightsaber, and that is the gravity gun from Half-Life. The gravity gun mm. is a fantastic weapon because you can just pick oh, shit up. Oh, and you kids in your video games? Do you know what a gravity gun I haven't played that. See, see, I feel like you would have played the original Half-Life because that was the, the shit back in the 90s. Maybe. But, well, late 90s. You know, I, I was busy getting married and having kids. Oh, right. <laughs> Responsibilities <laughs> and shit. Yeah. The, the gravity gun was great because... Basically, it just lets you pick things up and throw things. Well, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's what made... That's what made the Ravenholm level so much fun. Like, it's scary at first when you get there, and then you're like, hold on, I could pick up propane tanks and yeet them zombies, and then they catch fire and die? I'm fucking gonna have fun with this. You just pick up saw blades and just bisect people with them. It's great. And then you get the super gravity gun towards the end, and then you can just, like, throw dudes and electrocute them at the same time. I think what happened instead of you electrocute people... You just hit them with such force, it breaks all their bones. Mm -hmm. I've got a question. The portal gun from Portal, how would you make that a weapon? Well, they kind of did that at the end of Portal 2 with the idea of putting a portal on the moon and just sucking someone into space. Yeah, that was a wild ending. Yeah. Oh, the portal gun is you can shoot blue portal somewhere and a yellow portal somewhere else and you can go through it, and momentum is conserved. Actually, no. They did that in um, Rick and Morty, where one person had, like, a portal on their uh, their hand, and they just, like, another person was just jamming things through it in order to, like, have shit falling out of their hand. I think there was a, um, there is a video game that's Halo-like, where it's taking the Halo, the old-school Halo formula, and then um, adding on the ability to say, yeah, you can use the portal gun and just fly around the map. Pure multiplayer, though. All right. If portal guns eventually exist as they are protected in the game, portal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 75% of the time, I predict they're just going to be used for uh, self-pleasuring. <laughs> See, I uh, was afraid you were going to say that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you just tell me. I, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I, it is. It that is likely what is going to happen, but that's not the end, right? That's the difference. No, not the end, but it will be common. I would, I would imagine, because we are filthy, filthy creatures. Humans are bad. Yeah, that's where it would go. But I don't think, like, you could abuse portals. Probably, I'm trying to figure out a good way to. To do it other than, like, you could activate, like, bombs or something, but that's just a timer. Or, like, making rocks fall places. Well, I know for me, personally, if portals existed, every morning when I left for work, I would take my little portal gun out, I would shoot a portal at my toilet at home, and then once (laughs) I got to work, I would shoot the other portal somewhere behind the desk that I stand at half the day, and then at any point that I needed to relieve myself, I would just go stand at my desk. See... I think that that's you're being too nice. I would put that portal at the DMV and then then just send them my complaints via the portal, if you know what I'm saying. Oh god, we're going to poop already. I would also at some point when I drop my kids off at the ex wife's house, maybe uh, shoot my portal in you know like maybe in her car, and then when I get home, shoot the other portal in my toilet. Why are we devolving into the poop cast already? Every time it seems. Two electric boogaloos. <laughs> it's episode. It's the return of episode three. I think there's a lot of fascinating things you could do with a portal gun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plus utility beyond just violence. Yeah, that's basically is that's the what happens if you have a superpower question, right? Because yeah. then you're just using it like a a regular superpower instead of a bad one. I guess. Absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Crispy. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> All right, what other sci-fi crazy fantasy-type weapons do we love? I've um, been thinking about the um, 
caseless gun that um Kraut talked about forever ago. Ah, caseless ammunition. Yeah. I don't I don't know why people care so much about caseless ammunition. Because it's interesting and different. Okay, is that it? Because I've heard a lot of people be like, oh man, it's like the best like sci-fi thing of like you have caseless ammo. Okay, and I'm like, I will explain my thoughts on it in terms of like why I am interested in it, at least for my setting that I'm writing, and that's the fact that um it's compact. It's something that you could theoretically, in my mind, 3D print relatively easy versus um, cased ammunition. So there's a bit of ease of manufacture. And also, if you get the composition right, you could use it in a zero-G environment or something without atmosphere, which technically you could do the same with cased ammo. Yeah. But also, from the more practical side, it means I don't have to draw fucking spent shell casings flying everywhere. Mm. So sh- maybe we should explain what we mean by caseless versus cased ammunition for those of us that are stupid. Okay, so what? okay, with cased what? ammunition, well, for a cased ammunition gun, you're basically shooting out. You have a bullet. It goes into the chamber. It lo- locks in. A striker hits hits the starter. It, ex- it causes a chemical reaction to send a cause a chemical explosion that sends the bullet downrange, it it keeps going and then it hits something eventually. With caseless, instead of chemical explosion, what occurs with the only gun we've seen that has this is some sort of weird-ass steampunk clockwork gun in which it's set up so that so that when you pull the trigger, a piston just juts out, hits the bullet, oh, hits the caseless a- ammunition, sends it downrange. It then cocks back with a second piston, hitting another caseless ammunition, sends it downrange. And then due to its just weird gears and, and just clock bullshit... Sets sets back to the start and sends out a third bullet. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, the G11. Heckler, my coke. Yeah. I'm starting to see some of the issues. In terms of, like, engineering stuff, you don't want things moving. Um, the less things move, the less things wear. And you don't want things hitting. The less things hit, the better it is. Yeah. So, if it's a caseless bullet... And it's just a piston punching a thing. That piston's gonna break real quickly. The thing that's pushing the piston's gonna break real quickly. It's painful in the extreme. There's a reason we don't do that. Yeah, that's literally the point of the gun, is to be this ironically overproduced, cheap piece of shit that the Germans use just in case the Russians in West Germany through East Germany and and it's meant so that they have all these cheap crap guns they can use and if it breaks throw away grab another I would rather use a nail gun now what's the advantage of the caseless over standard jacketed ammunition it's cheap and it's made from literal it's made from really cheap ass metal if it breaks, you can just throw it away, and if the enemy gets their hand, they can't use it. Well, that one would last as long as until they can manufacture it themselves. And even then, they probably have their own systems that makes it just unviable. The entire thing seems unviable. Like, okay, traditionally what I see in caseless ammunition for sci-fi stuff, it's just, you have a chemical um, explosion that pr- shoots the gun, but the holder for the gunpowder is separate from the bullet. So they just basically hand wave it and say, oh, the bullet, the gunpowder is inside the bullet or somewhere around there. That's what I see uh, caseless ammunition as. But typically it's, it's because of the crispy thing of, I don't want to draw 30 goddamn shells every time. Yeah. Which is a fair complaint. I I will say. Which is why in sci-fi, they typically resort to lasers. Because, oh, you just draw a line. Yeah, that's how lasers work. Yeah, and then you add some, like, little frilly bits along it. That's how lasers work. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
let, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> so if we have a laser weapon, let's mm-hmm. let's just say we have a laser pistol, right? Okay. The way lasers work, and you could tell me if I'm wrong here, Mr. J. Oh, it's boy. a beam of light, meaning Correct. it is instantaneous. The no. full extent it is not instantaneous implied. It's as fast as the speed of light. Okay. For human beings, that's instantaneous. Yes. To our perception. Yeah. Basically. So that means that as long as you hold that trigger, theoretically, and as long as you have sustained power, you just have a sustained beam yeah. of energy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You are generating heat, importantly. But yeah, it just goes. So why do we see it? lasers in science fiction perpetually portrayed as shooting out bolts not beams because raisins I think it's because people um, are looking at a gun and saying well what if we make it lasers so what you can do is there are things called pulsed lasers these are legitimately terrifying things where uh, let me just slap down a technical diagram these things are we're talking like megahertz level of pulsing where it's like thousands every second and they just and so it pulses faster so each individual pulse is higher like yeah they're this one they're saying in the picosecond uh range or in the ferrosecond as well so it's like millions and millions of times a second lasers fail because they get too hot roughly speaking so you can put way too much energy into a laser and then cut it off as long as it doesn't overheat so that's what a pulsed laser is doing it is just a lot of heat but um each individual laser element is real is a lot but it's not nearly as much so pulse lasers are a thing and they get really fucking loud but that's not what people draw. I will say that much. Right. So, so it, it's a continue. It's still a kind of, in a, in perceptively, a continuous beam, but of pulsed. Yes. Amounts. But is is there a way with understandable technology that, at the way it's perceived, that we could we can't really make a laser that's just like this beam, this bolt. It's either continuous or it's off. No, we can. Right? No, depending. Uh, I'm I'm just going to simplify things in talking about LED lasers because mm, it's a special time otherwise. Um, There are a lot of different uh, lasing elements that you can use. Um, The same way that an LED, you can have it on all the time or you can blink it. That's what you're doing with a laser because they're the same. Interesting. But it's not like you could... If you Let's say say you take a... uh... A handgun, a laser blaster handgun. Okay. You aim, you shoot, you pull the trigger once, boom, it sends out a bolt that travels much like a standard, you know. Laser gun. Yeah. Right. Like, like, a, like a bullet would. How would that work? Because to me, in my head, that's not possible. You can't, you can't have just like this little individually confined amount of uh, light that is traveling, yeah, that'd be, that'd be continuing easy. to travel on, even though there's nothing behind it anymore. Yeah, that's easy. Imagine a flashlight. You can turn on and turn it on and off, right? Mm-hmm. A computer can do it faster. Okay, but if I turn yeah. it off, it stops. It's not the beam of light is not moving. When you shoot that little bolt of laser, you shoot it once. That bolt is continuing, even though there's no longer anything behind it. Yeah. Because it got sh- uh, shined out, yeah. But, but how does that happen? How does it continue to move? Are you asking how light moves? No, I'm, oh, I'm asking, God. Like, that, that's what, that's, that is what you're asking. Right, but like say, I've shot it out. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. There's no longer any, but now it is no longer any power behind it. How does it continue to exist and move on? You're because asking how the, light moves. That is literally yeah. what you're asking. We yeah. can power a small city with the amount of revolutions per minute that Eisenstein is rolling in his grave. 
So this is what's considered electromagnetic wave propagation. I also just called him Eisenstein. I'm sorry. I've been drinking heavily <laughs> since I don't even know what time of day. Uh, I went with it. Yeah. So I, it is tangent. a... Um, I'm just trying to get the people off of her ass. They're going to be like, well, actually... like, Well, actually, it's the I am keeping this so simple, please. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, God. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm happy to just say it's light, it moves, but more specifically, it is a cross-section between an electromagnetic, an electromagnetic field creating a um, and through the XY plane, then traveling through the Z section. That is the propagated direction. Then you can determine the frequency, wavelength, power, amplitude, all that stuff. Light moves in space. I don't, I don't know what else you want. Light go. Light hits something. It gets hot. We move on. So what you're saying then is that you can literally shoot out a bolt, a warhead, a a bullet of light, and even after you have depressed the trigger, yeah. it will continue on until it strikes something. Yeah. Okay. It's a flashlight. Yeah. If you make your flashlight turn on very fast, really quickly, it still goes. It's not being it's not the light's not being pushed by other light. Each photon is just doing its own thing. I'm talking cool shit. You had to bring math into it. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. The math cast is a whole separate thing. We are not doing a math cast. I will re so hard. <laughs> I will try and get Pablo on here. No. I'm giving you a hard time, but I, I legitimately appreciate the fact that you are bringing science to explain to this how something that in my head seems stupid, but you're saying, no, this, this, this could be, this is I'm real. Glad somebody here understands science. <laughs> the math cast will happen eventually. Of the, of the dozens of people that might actually listen to this episode, at least one person is going to be listening to, and it's be like, yes, yes, I, I understand. Cast. I know what you're talking about. Yes. You, yes. Finally, someone else understands. You know what's funny is my sister's like told me she's listened to the podcast. I'm like, oh god. Oh no. I'm never sharing this to any of my family. <laughs> I'll give you one better. One of my kids found the podcast. Oh, that's even yeah. worse. Yeah, and they had to give me shit about my horrible audio for episode one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I need to say this ta tangent or else I'll never be able to say it. What do you mean tangent? <laughs> You, all right, so you know the um, caseless ammo thing and how it's not very effective in the long term? That's kind of the point. It was meant to be as cheap as possible, and it's meant to use as an defense where you fight, run away, they come to you, you shoot at them, you run away, you shoot at them, you run away. Just keep doing that until you, until the West Germans met up with the Americans and then fight off the Russians with actual guns. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that's literally the only reason why they have this. But none of it worked. Well, no, it worked. They were. No, it'll they push them. Mass producing it. When working on it, the Soviet Union collapsed. It sounds to me the way y'all describe it. Again, I'm I am not a a learned quote unquote gun guy, but it sounds to me like a slightly more lethal version of a potato gun. It is. I mean, uh, I mean, it's not a bad way to look at it. Um, I mean, everything is more or less just hit them as hard as you can until they die. Oh, a sword is just a really big knife that you stab people with. In fact, a knife is just a very sharp rock you beat into shape and stab someone with. A very sharp rock is just a rock that you beat someone to death, and with the slight edge it has, you cause them to get cut up and bleed to death. Everything is a rock. Everything is a stick. Mankind wants to kill each other. That's all it ever is. Aw. Briglack, use magic sword. <laughs> Griglack is the smartest person of us all. Griglack the wise. He knows just to fuck with the magic shit. Oh, uh, Griglack is a character in a 
uh, actual play that everyone here is listening to. Yes, the um, Black Pants Legion actual podcast. You know, the ones we're t- coattailing. That's your strata of mundaneness. Here's the yeah. thing. There are people here, our audience, because of how things work, I guess, not everyone listens to the BPL. So, oh. yeah, so suddenly we do, like, it is a, like, oh, you don't need to explain that. Everyone should know. Not necessarily. Huh. Right? <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> I'm surprised know. anyone listens to us at all. Right? Oh, yeah. Hmm. That will forever be wild to me. Apparently we have a following. Who'd have thought? I thought we were just screaming into the ether. I mean, I do that all the time, so who gives a shit? Or should I say the wreather? <laughs> Please, no. People do have headphones. We just say the <laughs> I, I request not that. Rip headphone users. <laughs> Our poor editor. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try and pull everyone back. So we're mostly looking at handheld sci-fi guns. Is there any other type of gun that is interesting and unique? All right, I'll tell you one. The fucking Lancer from Gears of War. Oh, yeah. AKA, let's bolt a chainsaw to our machine gun. Yeah. You kids in your Vidya games. That, d- Gears of War is from like 2007, man. That's There's people that are... Hey, 2007. I was busy getting divorced, getting remarried, having more kids. Well, I apologize. That's, that sounds like a you problem. Oh, which was. No, we've gone entirely off the rails. Yes. Uh, I'm willing to call it. I'm not. I have one more. Okay. The Key of Kings from Kill Six Billion Demons. Oh, oh yeah. I okay. am glad somebody referenced that comic because that's a great comic. I still listen. I still read it. I am not familiar with this. Oh, God. It's worth do reading. A, do a acid and read this. It's in the Unplugged Jack. Kill Six Billion Demons is a webcomic about a lady getting in over her head about some shit. That's putting it very mildly, but yes. Very violent. All the yes. Mm. Reach heaven through violence. Yep. That, one of the key phrases is reach heaven through violence. Of course. Does it mean reach heaven through the act of violence or reach heaven and pass through violence to reach heaven? I believe that the in the world of Kill Six Billion Demons, it is very Heinleinian in their premise, which is that Power comes from violence. It is the in, the basic inheritance of all of all power. It's a violent thing where the reason the rulers are on top is because they are so brutal. That is why they're claiming the one of the really interesting things is when God died, the roaches took over heaven. That is the idea behind it. It is a bunch of warlords pretending to be rulers. And there is one person, the bad, big bad guy, is trying to break the wheel of time and end, end the endless suffering. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. To be fair, the guy didn't have his entire life destroyed by this suicidal warrior cult, and then they viciously dehumanized him until... The only thing he can even comprehend is violence. I'm not saying he is incorrect, but I am saying that is the story. That it is just, yeah. Well, I am going to consume this because it looks right up my alley. Thank you for sharing. It's extremely good. It is extremely good. Yes, very good. Um, Currently, with the Key of Kings, it's... As the Dramatis, who's dead, thank God, puts it, it's the cosmic essence of the universe that can be used as any tool, as anything, as any weapon, and these quote-unquote roaches wield it like a particularly sharp rock. Some interesting stuff. Oh, clumsily. And aggressively. Not just clumsily, but brutishly. Of course, the funny thing about it is that maybe the universe wouldn't allow it if they did use it correctly. Halion, when you're reading through the webcomic, it is important to read the little, like, bottoms text. That there's some actually very good literature there. Yes. Okay. Very important. Thank you for the advice. Yeah. 
Also, as a suggestion, when you read it, hover your mouse over the the comic page. There is alt text. Yeah, there's alt text that gives a lot of context. Yeah, it's it is worth digging into. Yes. and just appreciating. I shall enjoy. Which ne- isn't necessarily true for a lot of web comics, but that's a whole other topic. Oh, absolutely. Sounds like a future episode. I'll talk about web comics. Yeah, we can talk about web comics later, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Page, page four <laughs> in Kill Six Billion Demons has the corpse of the multi multiverse's god emperor stalking, walking into the bedroom of a two college students getting it on. Yeah, sounds about right. All righty then. That sounds like a perfect statement to go out on. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, and then angels ride in on human animals, kill the king, and then steal the girl, the girl's boyfriend. Describing, describing them as angels is a bit... Hmm, I don't know if I would agree, but that's, that is, that's a different topic. Yes. Yeah, that's a different thing entirely. Okay. Uh, so this has been the Auxiliary Unplugged. Thank you for listening.